Hello, welcome back to Healing for Your Mind podcast with Evangelist Robin Roundtree and company. And I am your host. And today we have a very, very special guest. Um, he goes by the name of W.C. Brown. He is the owner of Big Mind Entertainment. He is a network socialite. He is a community outreach giver. He is gifted with the gift of giving. And I am just so proud to have him here. And he's married. He's a loving husband to Maria Brown. He has 10 children, five bonus children, and 30 grandchildren. So let's welcome W.C. <coughs> Brown to the show. Thank, wow. I, I, you, you seen all that stuff. I was like, who you, were you talking about? <laughs> you, you're a public figure. Public figure. I'm, I'm honored. I, I am so honored. Um, Robin, to be with you, um, you have just, you're just a trailblazer Thank and uh, the half has not been told uh, what you've got going on. So I'm, I'm just grateful to be on your show. And, and I'm, uh, I'm yeah. thankful that you accepted the invite. Yes, yes. Because being the public figure that you are, you are a heavy hitter in the community. And if I didn't mention it, you're a humanitarian as well. So let's talk about the humanitarian piece okay. of you. Yeah. How did that get started? What well, um, it's funny you ask that because um, just today mm. I um, did some food food distributions, and um, one of the recipients, uh, one of the volunteers I was working with, was asked me how I got involved with that, mm -hmm. and why was I so, you know, um, intimate. Um, passionate about giving. And I told her the story. I, I said, when I was seven years old, mm -hmm. living in Connecticut, my mother was a, a gospel singer and uh, uh, missionary and what have you. And she used to feed people in Connecticut. We lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay. And I had to be about seven years old. And um, the people would just line up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand. I was, I thought at that time, I was really getting the attitude because you know, my mother wasn't spending no time with us, mm -hmm. and she was giving to these people. And I, and I was like, "Mom, why? Why don't these people have any food? What's wrong with them?" You know, we have plenty of food. I mean, because we we lived in a white neighborhood. Okay. You know, in Connecticut back in the uh, early '60s. Oh Lord, early '60s. Yeah. Well, that's a blessing. Yeah, Amazing yeah. That, you know, I used to tell people, I say, age ain't nothing but a number, and mine's unlisted. But, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, of, of my age. But uh, we lived there, and um, she said, um, there are people out there that are doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. But sometimes their best isn't, isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And God calls people like us to help them. Yeah. You know? And then I used to see the people, how they would hug their her you know, and the tears and things like that I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. And from that day, um, every week, I was at Macedonia Church of God in Christ in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Every week, my mother would give, and I'd be right there with her. Oh, wow. So you and that's, that, 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 just, that just stayed mm -hmm. with me. It's, there, it's, it's a part of me. You know, I, um, I, I, don't like pat, I don't want pats on the back and mm -hmm. things like that because we, we, we need to give. Amen. You know yes. what I'm saying? Even, even the, I mean, I've seen people who were in supposedly the best situations of their life still fall on hard times. I mean, I've fallen on hard times, you know? And um, so we, you know, too many times we're judging folk about why they don't have, what they're not doing. And, you know, some people are, are can be irresponsible. Mm 
you know, but even at that point, they need help. Okay. A helping hand. And, and that's what I do. I just, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's important to give. Um, and, and being the fact that you started out so early, it stuck with you. Mm-hmm. And it gave you a heart to want to give more because you saw the condition that the people were in. True. See, like when I was growing up in the 70s in the city of Boston, my mom worked for the state of Massachusetts. So she would always um, give children in the neighborhood coats, socks, hats, things like that, because, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them just didn't have it. Um, Some people's parents were irresponsible. Some people's parents struggled with other things. Um, and she would step in, but that always stuck with me. And it's always helped, you know, me to be a giver. Mm-hmm. I, I love mm-hmm. to give to people. I love to see people's needs met. And I'm always like, Lord, if I can be the one, let me be let the one. Let you be the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you mentioned irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. Let's elaborate on that <clears throat> and the mind, because see, a lot of people out here, they work. They make money, but they are irresponsible with it. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't have their needs met, they're angry. True. I mean, yeah, you know what? And I think irresponsibility comes from a a, a lack of want. They see sometimes we see what other people have mm-hmm. and we want to attain and get what they have by any means necessary. That means going in debt. Mm. That means running up credit cards. That means payday loans, online loans. You know, and back back then they didn't have you know mm-hmm. have any of that. Exactly. But um, you know, somebody said, "What I wouldn't give to have this to have," that. and they would, and they were right. Mm. They would give up everything and anything to to you know. Back in the day, we say keep up with the Joneses. That's it. You know, and that's and that's the beginning of. Uh, of the downfall, you know, um, my dad, he told us, he says, if you can't buy it now, don't put it on labor. You know, don't go in debt, save your money and then go in there and just buy what you want to buy. And we don't teach that now. You're right about that. You know, everything, if you go on, if you go on social media uh, and, and this is the thing, when you, when you type in something, all of a sudden you see an advertisement for the very thing. You know, I, I typed in something about a hat for my Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my whole timeline was this place advertised for Dallas Cowboys and stuff. And I did that one time for a loan or this financial thing. All of a sudden, every ad that I was seeing on my on my posts were about these enticements of you could get $250 here and, um, all that. and, and people just jump. And I did it. I am just, I was just as guilty and I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was put in some situations that were beyond my control mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we tell people to trust God. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay your tithes and offerings and things like that. Trust God. He going to work it out, you know, but a lot of times we go above and beyond God so we could be want immediate satisfaction. I got a bill that's due. I need it done now. I need a loan. Mm. And we get in debt. You know? So a lot of times we have to do what we need to do for um, 
conscious sake. Okay? A lot of times we put just too much on God. Okay? We have free will. We do what we, you know, what we need to do. So um, it just, we, we need to get back to the old time way of, of teaching our children, our great, great grandchildren, um, you know, financial fiduciary responsibility. That's a big word. Yeah. Fiduciary responsibility. Yes, it makes a big difference. It does. Because I came up in an era and my mom was like this. If you have a dollar, save 50 cents. And we used to laugh and say, Mom, what do you mean? You know, but it was a moral to it. Don't spend every penny that you have. You need to save some money for hard times. Um, I believe in saving money mm -hmm. because when times come up, a tire can blow, anything can can happen, and you need to have your own to fall back on. My grandmother used to always say, Mama may have. Papa may have, but God bless the child, child has his own. God is own. And, and that means a lot. And when you discipline yourself and you discipline your mind mm -hmm. to working and saving some of your money and not spending right. every bit of it, then you can be put in a position that God can use you to True. help other people. True. True. You know, and, and I thank my God for my wife because <clears throat> being a musician. Mm -hmm. Being in um, music and sound and stuff like that, um, you know, I always want to have the best mm -hmm. because the people that that hire me mm -hmm. deserve the best, the best, best sound, best equipment, and things like that. And I, I, I have a wish list of things, you know. So a couple of things I went and bought behind her back, you know. Then when then when it would show up, you heard that, you know, Then it would show up, and she'd be like, "Well." Where'd that come from? I said, oh, it's been in the closet, you know, or it's been in the, <laughs> in the storage, you know. And she, uh, she tell me, honey, get stuff piece by piece. Mm -hmm. Which makes you sense. Know, you don't want to go broke. Yeah, you get what you, yeah, you yeah. And But then the other good thing is when I had to spend certain monies on certain things, when she saw the whole setup, mm -hmm. You know, she blessed me by saying, you know, we, we did the um, uh, out at the Juneteenth Festival okay. out in Virginia Beach. And we set up the stage, you know, did the sound for the whole thing. And she sat back in there and she texted me while I was on stage, you know, working the uh, sound and stuff. And she said, I get it. I see your vision. I see what you I see why you've been spending this money. Right. Now, let's go ahead and make some money because I did a lot of things for exposure. Well, you know and sometimes you have to. Now, I'm seeing that we're living in times where you have to promote yourself. Right. True, true. Um, I never thought I would hear myself say this, but in ministry, you you have to promote yourself. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. And then once you get started, you have to invest in other people. So that's right. what this entire uh, healing for your mind mm -hmm. and with Evangelist Robin Roundtree and company is about it's a platform that's not just set up for me because god has been very good to me and he's blessed me to have three different platforms i have i have the radio which you're very responsible for. <laughs> i called in you all and i was trying to do a commercial and he heard my voice and he believed in my voice and he heard a little bit about my story 
and we met and we talked and he got me into radio. So this is the man that's very responsible for me being on the radio, which is my first platform. And then the Lord opened up other doors. He put me, gave me a platform where I'm on television now. Mm. and with yep. now network mm. and so this platform i have been praying i said well lord what can i do to be a blessing to other people because you've been such a blessing to me so this platform is set up because i want people to hear yes i want people to know that there's so many people out here doing so many different mm -hmm. things and they're godly god-fearing people like yourself <clears throat> and they're out in the community they're public figures and radio personalities and all that. And they're doing good for the common good for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, t and I tell people, um, you know, uh, folks say, man, you take pictures with, you know, you take a picture with all these people. You know, we saw a picture with you and Ted Kennedy and mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Carter and mm -hmm. Kirk Frank, all, you know, all these people. And, you know, I, I mean, I tell them, you know, that's wonderful. You know, but if having that exposure doesn't help anybody else, mm -hmm. it's just a photo op. Exactly, it's a souvenir. You know, um, you know, you don't pass to your wall because you know because of that. And I try to form relationships that are going to help others. You know, mm -hmm. um, and God has given me that that ability to uh, connect the right people together. He, they call me the Pied Piper of people. Okay, you know. And um, I help open the doors. Mm -hmm. You know, I let you walk through the door. What you go, what you do after you get in the doors on you. Exactly. I open the door, and and you know, and what I always have a lot of ideas, and you know, we've talked uh, numerous times about different things, you know, we, that, that are in our hearts to do. And basically, I always say, I'm gonna give you a buffet of ideas. You take off of what you need. And that's fair. You know, because you know, you've opened the door. <clears throat> For someone, so let's talk about Big Mind Entertainment. I'm how, tell tell everyone about Big Mind Entertainment. You know, everybody asks us, where in the world did you get that name, Big Mind Entertainment? Mm -hmm. Well, go, now this is when I was five. This is before you know mom doing all the food drugs and stuff. I used to sit on the piano with my mother mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday night service at Macedonia Church of God in Christ in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, probably around, let's see, I was born in 59, so it was like in the early 60s, you know, uh, sit with her on the piano. She played for the Sunday, for the uh, Tuesday night service, mm -hmm. devotional service. There were instruments on, on the pulpit. Okay. And I should, first of all, I used to watch her play and my hands were too small to play a chord, mm -hmm. but I learned how to play chords with two hands just memorizing what she would play. Mm -hmm. And um, I would go up on the pulpit. There were instruments on the pulpit. And I'd go over there and just start playing them. You know? Terrible sound. And she used to say, get out. Get out of there. And the bishop would say, no. No, no. Let them stay up there, sister. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I was making up songs by the time you know, I was five years old. So while I was sitting on the piano, the choir would sing or something else. And I would always have a different take on what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I'd say, mom, can't they, can't they do this thing right here? Or can't they sing this that way? Um, why is he playing like that? You know? Mm -hmm. And she would say, boy, you got the biggest mind ever. Wow. That stuck with me. Mm. Before my mother died, um, I started Big Mind Entertainment in um, 1996. Okay. Uh, 
while I was in DC to uh, form that. And, um, you know, it's promotion management. Um, we we uh, did bookings and we probably had like 37 artists on our roster, you know, back then. And um, before she before she passed in uh, 2011, mm-hmm. she uh, said, I want to ordain that name. Wow. I want to bless and anoint that name. Mm-hmm. And that's the name that I want you to carry. Keep your company going. Mm-hmm. And by the time I had injuries, and things like that. I wasn't able to um, run the company like like I had it. So now we have resurgence of Big Mind Entertainment, the new Big Mind Entertainment. Okay. Um, we have a network. We've got uh, uh, two channels on there. So now we kind of we kind of scale things back. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get over sixty, you can't do the things you used to do. You know. But you do uh, a lot. I, mean, I try. I try. You are you you really do well, <laughs> and you. Are in some of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my wife keeps me young. You know, she she teases me by letting me know that when I was in high school, she was just being born. I did. Why are you oh, gonna wow. keep doing this? Oh my god. <laughs> so, wow. so that's what that's what we're doing now. So, I'm basically basically Big Mind is focusing on uh, booking, okay, um, and marketing. You know, okay. th- there are so many phenomenal singers. There's so many. Uh, phenomenal preachers and things like that right here in the 757 mm-hmm. that do not get the same opportunity that go. the mainstream, you know, folk. So that's the platform that I wanted to present. You know, I want to give the independent artists mm-hmm. the opportunity to shine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've been doing with booking. We do sound for different events. Um, you know, we were able to do uh, down at the, the oceanfront um, uh, with um, we partnered with EMA Live, EMA uh, Music and Arts. Uh, we teach individuals, young people, how to um, do sound recordings, film, uh, TV, the whole the whole thing. You know, oh, wow. and I also have the Big Mind Dreamers, which is my nonprofit. And uh, we take young people, and I don't like the word at risk because we're all at risk of something. But um, we take the kids and and we put them in real life, real life situations. If we're having a concert, we let them work the concert. If it's nothing but taking cables or moving boxes or anything like that. And if they decide to continue that at a later point, we try to provide scholarships and stipends. Uh, That's why we call it the Big Mind Dreamers. Well, that, that's very interesting, and um, it makes them feel like they're part of something. Yeah. And that's what children need now, because a lot of people have been so traumatized that they're just walking around some sort of way. So they need things like this to mm-hmm. help them with their mindset and understand that it doesn't have to be this way. You can, you know, transfer, have your mind transferred, um, transformed, and you can begin to think differently and do differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what we also teach them... <clears throat> is a life lesson. We we did a major concert and uh, I had some of the kids just carrying uh, some of the equipment backstage. And uh, two of the young men, they were kind of grumbling, you know, we just got to carry this. Why can't we go be with the artists? And while they were carrying stuff in the backstage, there were two young ladies that were near the concession stand. And they asked these two young men, hey, can we go back there and see, and see the artists? And they told them, no, you can't go back there because you don't have access down there. But we, we, you know, we can't take you back there. And a little later, I stopped them and I said, "I saw what happened. 
Mm -hmm. First of all, thank you for not letting people just come backstage. Mm -hmm. I said, but what? there's a lesson in that. Do you know what the lesson was in that? They had no clue. I said, although you're carrying boxes, you have access where nobody else did. That made you special. That made you important. That's what this is about, access. Having access to the best, having access to, um, you know, a, 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 a plethora of things, mm -hmm. you know, that will move them to the direction where their mind will be healed, that they know that they mean something, that mm -hmm. they're worth something, okay? Amen. Because too many times these kids are being told you can't do this and you can't do that. I have a daughter that has a disability, and they said you can, you you will not be able to to finish school. I have a my grandson is autistic. He is a high school graduate. And in order for us to help change the minds of people, first of all, we got to have our own mind right. That that's the key. The blind can't lead the blind. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And the things that I have learned, the things that you all have learned. Uh, you know, I, 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 we need to transfer that mm -hmm. to other people. Help them not. I try to get my kids not to make the same mistakes that I made. Now, I, you're grown. You do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But as, when you're getting ready to do it, just think about where your daddy came from. Yeah, and that, that means a lot. But let's go back to mm -hmm. the ministry part of it. Because as an adult that went to school, was prepared. I have a master of divinity. Um, I know that I was called to preach the gospel. Um, I went through something where in the church, you know, like you said, if you if you don't have access, if you're not part of a certain thing, and people will try to keep you out if you're not part of this umbrella or that umbrella or this click or that click or under this pastor or whatever, mm -hmm. they'll try to keep you out. Yeah. And that can do something to your mental psyche because you know what the Lord has said to you in your secret closet and what you prayed about. And then you have people that are supposed to be doing the same thing that you're doing, ministering the gospel, <clears throat> trying to hold you back. Let's talk about that. Well, let me tell you something that's going to upset a lot of folk. Okay, good. The worst hurt, mm -hmm. the worst thing that can mess up your mind is church folk. Oh, yes. A church hurt. The worst hurt is church hurt. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we're, we're to the point now there's so much envy, mm -hmm. jealousy, you know. Yes. Uh, if I don't get to preach, I don't get to preach. Why are they always preaching? This, uh -huh. that, and the other. Uh, why are they always testifying? How come they always lead in the same songs? Where have we gone with this? And then we begin to talk about each other. You know, I, I, I would say, you know, there's, there's the seven wonders of the world. Mm -hmm. There's an eighth wonder in the world. You wonder where it came from. You wonder who's it about. You wonder who started it. And it's rumors. The eighth wonder of the world. Seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. The eighth deadly sin is rumors and innuendos. We're killing the church. That's why people don't want to come to church now. After the pandemic was over, people didn't come back to church, which I think gave them a good excuse not to come back because they were scared of, you know. But 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 when you're hurt in the church, it does something to your mind. Oh yeah. You know, and and I applaud you because 
you bounce back like a champ, you know? And a lot of times we're too afraid to move. We think we're going to upset folk, but we got to make, you know, we, we have to do what's going to be good for us, what's going to be good for the people around us. You know, we, we got to be examples, you know, and you, and you certainly have been a great example, but even to me, you know, um, we, we all go through some stuff. Yes, we do. You know? And it took a minute for me to just heal. I just wanted to heal. I just wanted to get my mind where it should be, my heart back where it should be, my spirit mm -hmm. back where it should be, which is with our Heavenly Father. I wanted mm -hmm. to be lined up with him. Um, you know, sometimes when you're knocked down for no reason or, you know, you're you, there's bars up, like you can't get in. I don't care what you do. You're not getting right. in. You're not doing this. You're not part of us. That right. You're looking at, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, God didn't just call one person <laughs> to preach. He didn't call one person to evangelize. Right. 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 Let's take a break, and we'll come back. We're going to finish this. All right. Cammy's Closet, Cammy's Closet, Cammy's Closet, an upscale resale clothing, vintage clothing, handbag, and shoes online store. Cammy's Closet, spelled with a K, not with a T, is a small upscale resale boutique that carry gently used name brand clothing, vintage clothing, shoes, and handbags. Cammy's Closet is all about rediscovering, upcycling, and selling clothes of all kinds. Cammy's Closet believes it's an underappreciated form of clothing, and they start a win-win for everyone the true value of resale cammy's closet is very aficionado passionate about rediscovering upcycling and reselling upscale resale and vintage clothing of all kinds go to cammy'scloset.com that's k not a t a m i s k not a c l o s e t cammy'scloset.com hi welcome back we were talking about the ministry portion of what it does to your mind when you're not let in properly or when people are doing things to keep you out. So let's go back to this, um, Elder. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about why do you think certain people aren't being let in to the portion of preaching? Because... You know, the Lord uses many people in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, your way of preaching may not, is not going to be my way. Right. Right. So, you know, you're going to appeal to those that the Lord has set aside for you. Mm -hmm. Same for me. Right. I'm not your, yeah. what you call your everyday evangelist. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, then again, like I said it goes back to <laughs> envy, jealousy. The, you know, those things. There, there are too many clicks in church. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, there are too many gimmicks mm -hmm. in church. Yeah. You got to have a choir. You got to have a praise team. Um, you know, you, you got to have this, that, and the other to get people to respond. Mm -hmm. To get them hyped up. You know, up. to get them hyped up. You know, I, I know I know preachers that, you know, practice, you know, uh, how to do this and how to do that. You know, whatever happened, just being by, led by the spirit. And see, that's what I do. I pray before I go on the radio mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. Saturday. I'm saying, Lord, what will you have me to say to your people? What do they need 
I never can, you know, just pull something out of a hat or right. anything. Right. Um, right. Because I want people to be healed, delivered, and set free. That's it. And it starts in your mind mm -hmm. because if your mind is corrupted with trauma that's been untreated, right. if it's corrupted with wild thoughts, wild imaginations, mm -hmm. Um, or something that has happened to you 20 years ago and, and you feel that the person that did it to you has never paid for mm -hmm. it, you're harboring right. it. Right. Right. So th this is what I want people right. to do to heal. Everything I do is based around healing. And, and, and the distractions. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a, I'm in a movie. Okay, let's uh, talk about yeah, that. I'm in a movie. Um, <laughs> really excited. Uh, it's called Church Folk. Uh oh, and um, y'all heard it, church um, folk. Called church folk, <laughs> and uh, I actually played the pastor uh, in the movie. Oh, okay, and um, not to give away so much, but one of one of the we was doing was shooting a church scene mm -hmm. where I'm preaching, and and while I'm preaching, different ones in the characters in the movie are doing something while they're sitting in the congregation, and um, I had a script. They gave me a script to preach from. Okay. The director finally said, "Listen, nah, don't do the script. I want you to give a deliver a real message." And I wrote out something, and as I as you were saying about God, give me what to say. Mm -hmm. We could write out, you know, yeah, we need to write out. And as I begin to expound on what I wrote, mm -hmm. I could not see it. My eyes got blurry, and I said, "Oh Lord, here these glasses go again." Mm -hmm. Bingo. God said, no, I want you to, I don't want you to read that. Mm. And I began to expound. And we actually had a, we actually had church in the filming. Oh, wow. You know, um, I, I was riding to New York and cause he, he, um, the director hit me up and he said, uh, I want you to do a real sermon for you, for the, for the shooting. I said, okay, I, I'll do that. And, uh, I was looking on Facebook while I was on the train heading to New York. And um, there was there was an advertising about a headache pill, or you know I said are you are you broken are you just that and the other and then they had they had the uh, Humpty Dumpty I saw him on there I said Humpty Dumpty, you know what Humpty Dumpty sat on a ball, and God gave me a message. Oh wow! <laughs> based that. off Humpty Dumpty, you know, and, and the the uh, the, the, the uh, my t my t my text was broken. But repairable. Oh, you know, I said Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. First of all, we don't know why he was sitting on the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just chilling. He was up there looking at everybody, looking down, and you know, he wasn't worried about being fried and fricasseed and boiled and none of that kind of stuff. He just looked, and then he fell off the wall. We don't know why he fell. Maybe Mrs. Humpty put him, you know, <laughs> or something. But but what's the, but this is the part that really blessed me was when he was down on the ground, all broken up, yoke and whites and everything, all all over the ground, and they called for the king. And the king and his horses and his men came and looked and said, well, ain't nothing we can do. But God, you know, when we've been broken in our mind, broken in our spirit, broken in our heart, God takes those pieces. He takes all that yoke, the whites and all that kind of stuff, and he repaired and rebuilds us back together again. Yes. So there is nothing impossible for God to do. You know, I, I, I have a diagnosis of PTSD from the military. Mm. 
Okay, you want to elaborate? You know, and, and, you know, <laughs> Asian joke, I said, I got a PTSD card and I'm not afraid to use it, you know. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, but God revealed to me that although you get a check every month mm -hmm. for PTSD, that does not give you an excuse mm -hmm. to act ungodly. Amen. Amen. It does not get, although that's that's the man's diagnosis, mm -hmm. God's diagnosis and prognosis mm. is a whole lot better. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, we just use too many excuses, too many crutches. Yes. Um, I'm finding that in my ministry mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm coming across a lot of people that have been traumatized and just about everybody has been traumatized at some point yeah, in their life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. people are using that as a reason to go around hurting other folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always being an excuse. Mean, yes. Um, being evil, talking down, um, just doing all sorts of things that don't make sense. Yeah. That is not and it and it happens in the church, sadly, but it happens in the workplace. Um it happens all over. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have to get to a point where we recognize that something is wrong. Most people don't want to admit something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I, I, I don't even feel myself myself. Right. Right. But you have to get right. to that point yeah. because the Lord will allow you to go through stuff mm -hmm. and bring you to that point where you literally begin to see yourself yeah yeah i mean there's nothing like self-examination yeah you know i i'm hardest on myself mm -hmm. you know um and it's always the the woe is me and you know this then yeah my, my, my mother told me before my mother died the last thing she said to me what well, she she knew how much i was hurt losing her you know, four months previous, I lost my grandfather, who was my life, who was my heart. And now I'm watching my mother die. I'm, I'm sitting here in the hospital watching my mother take her last breath. But before my mother took her last breath, she looked at me. She said, I want you to man up. Man up. It's the last thing she said. And then she took that was her last breath. It's time for us to man up, woman up, however, however, however up we need to do. Mm -hmm. Stop making excuses for not having what we need. Stop making excuses for doing what we do. Mm -hmm. Take responsibility mm -hmm. for your actions. See, that's what people don't want to be held accountable. And in their minds, they some people think they haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to even try to begin to tell people where they're going wrong because they'll attack you right and but you know we have to be those of us that are seasoned that have gone through our mind healing mm -hmm. those of us that have accepted and come out of denial right we have right. to we know what it looks like because mm -hmm. we know what it look it was for us right um i know <laughs> for me impulsive buying was mm. something i i just shop 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 yeah. Just buy stuff impulsively. Oh, let me get that dress. Mm -hmm. Let me get those shoes. Mm -hmm. You know. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but but it was a form of depression. Right. It was trying to fill a void. Ah. Mm -hmm. For things okay. that I was dealing with. Right. Right. In my personal life and yeah. 
ministry and not understanding. And then, you know, when I read the Bible and I see that, you know, there were other biblical figures that were depressed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because of things that they you know, went they through. through. That's right. But the Lord brought them out. Yeah. So yeah. that's what helped me to face everything head on mm -hmm. and realize you don't have to stay this way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the depression, you know, everything starts in the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if I'm gonna walk over to the other side of the room, I'm thinking, I was thinking about it first. You know, every, everything comes with the mind, and because of my past, mm -hmm. I, I would tell people that if you knew my total past, you even wouldn't even want to deal with the person you see now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, yeah, I have many children. You know, I used to be the brunt of jokes on Father's Day. Oh, wow. You know, Brown, he gonna win all the awards because he got the most kids. Yeah. You know. Uh, and finding out I had all the children and things like that. And I'm not ashamed of that. Right. My daughter, my youngest daughter, um, the one that they said would not be able to be, would not, you know, be coherent and mm -hmm. cognitive and things like that. She, uh, she sent me an, uh, a phone cover. Okay. And when I got it, I looked on the back of it and it was a picture of all my kids. And in the caption, it said, Having children, no, um, never be ashamed of having, you know, these children. Something to that effect. It was so profound, mm -hmm. you know. It's saying having children um, is is no is, is no harm or don't be ashamed or something like that, you know. And that liberated me. You know, because I used to hear, you know, <laughs> when it was a rolling stone and blah, blah, and we all done things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you talk about compulsive buying, mm -hmm. I felt like I had to go overboard with my kids mm -hmm. and everybody else so they did not see the person that I had been mm -hmm. and that I'm changed. And my, and my oldest boy said, Dad, why do you keep letting people live in your head? They are not paying rent. You know, Something you're not. And my, and my daughter blessed me. She said, Dad, you are certainly not the person that on paper. Mm -hmm. everybody sees. And I'm proud of every child I got, Amen. you know, and we should be. And I'm, I'm, I think that and I'm thank God for that experience. And I thank God for allowing me to be transparent. Yes. Now that that plays a part, too. <laughs> now, see, this is why a lot of people aren't being healed. And I found this out, you know, a lot of people don't want to share what they've been through. They'd right. rather sit and, oh, my life has always been perfect. Right. That facade. Yeah, I've yeah. never been. Yeah. But see, that's not helping anyone to heal. Right. It's not. It's um, not. You know, I'm not saying you have to just, you know. Tell everything. Right. Because right. yeah. there's yeah. certain things you won't tell. But right. Right. be transparent enough to think about what can I say to help someone else? Like, mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. I had a young lady, she told me she was part of a group and she said there were no women. There were women in there, but I felt so out of place because nobody else is divorced but me. Mm -hmm. But come to find out, there were other women in there that were divorced. Gotcha. Had two and three husbands. Yeah. Yeah. But never wanted to talk about it. Just wanted to make it seem like, oh, we're living a life is perfect and this and that. <laughs> and they don't know what they could have said to help that young lady. Right. Just give Just her that push. Yes. So I understand I'm transparent as well because yeah. I went, I have a past too. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I went through a lot. And this is why I say I'm not your everyday evangelist. I'm not supposed to be because right. I am unique. unique. We all are yes, unique yes, in our own yes, way. Yes, yes, but, yes. you know, um, again, I'm doing things a little differently. This is my path right. to evangelism. Right. But I can <laughs> preach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah! Oh I yeah! Can't yeah, I, I remember. I remember that. Ah, 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 don't What's do that. that? <laughs> oh, you preached that thing. So my God, I sure. I wish I had an organ that day. I'd have been on the organ playing. The organ. So I tell you, you know, when the Lord uses you in many different capacities, I just move out of the way, and I allow what I've been through to be a help to other mm-hmm. people. I have a passion for homeless people. Yes. But well, and and I don't yes. not not to discriminate, but I mean. Families in crisis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I went through that piece in my life right. where and, and it went through it for a, quite some time mm-hmm. and was in college and what uh, my uh, spouse was working and you know all of that at the time and mm-hmm. I mean but we went through it during the foreclosure crisis oh. you know they came through and took everybody yeah out. they sure did but God was good. Mm-mm-mm. I didn't sleep on the street. I stayed in the Marriott. <laughs> okay. See, that's how good yeah. he is. No, but yeah. I don't. I I I I share that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. somebody needs to know that he can take you from that to something, to something far, far greater. Yes. Yes. I never imagined <clears throat> any of this. Mm-hmm. When I was angry and my mind was all torn up and I couldn't understand why I was losing what I had invested so deeply into and everything had just put the remodeled the house and, Mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But but it was to teach me a lesson. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and we have to learn from those things that we and not repeat those things that put us in that situation. Mm hmm. That's what's tearing a lot of folk up. Is they keep repeating the same old thing. Have you not learned? You know, you still like being miserable. You know, and a lot of people are miserable because they want to be miserable. Yeah. They want to be stuck in their feelings. Well, some people you know? like the uh, attention that they get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh baby. That's- oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that kind of attention. I I like to hold my own. And that's what I do. I yeah, I hold yeah. my own. Yeah, even those that you know are stern. You okay? I'm fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. You do have you know, those. You know, they, they want to say that they're 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 strong and, and they don't go through nothing and they handle everything. It's not like that, you know. I, but we I, all I, break. Yeah, that but, broke me down. Losing everything you work so hard for. Oh, believe, oh, believe me. And then trying to finish college degrees yeah. on top of yeah. it. Yeah. I was angry with the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you something. I was so angry with God for taking my mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear nobody preach to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear nobody read no scriptures. Mm-hmm. I was probably the meanest thing at the funeral. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear nothing. I said, God, Why? You took my granddaddy, now you took my mother? Mm-hmm. Come on. What's up with you? And, and and that anger transpired into a whole lot of stuff. Well, you know, most people won't even say that they've been angry with God. Oh, they- <laughs> They'll try to act like, oh, no, how dare oh, you be angry oh, with God? Yeah. We have feelings. He yes, gave us right. emotions. He, yes. This is why he's our father. Now, don't yes. we get angry and upset with our, our yes. earthly fathers? Yes. So, yes. you know, 
the, the word says to be angry, but sin, sin not. not. So, yeah. is you know, we can talk to him. I was on edge. Mm. I was on mm. edge during that time in my life. Um, wow. And I was so on edge. I didn't want anyone to say anything to right. me. Right. No one at all. But I realize now that everything that I went through mm -hmm. was to help someone else. I can't tell you how many people I have helped to save their home. Now, see, they, I'm just going to tell you all listening, audience, I wasn't a pushover. I didn't let them come in and just take my house. I went to the law library and found out my rights and I exercised every right. And every time I had to go to court, they were angry because they didn't understand. How does she know all this? Ah. And it bought me three years in my home. Wow. Yeah, I was on edge because I didn't know, like, Lord, you know, I'm gonna do this and let's see. But I didn't let you can't just come and take something from me. That's right. I've always been that type of person. That's Even as a kid, like you know how they always had the bully. Yes. In the playground, yes. want to take somebody's candy. You're not taking my candy without a fight. I might be a little <laughs> thin, but you are not going down without a fight. That's right. That's so That's in it. court, I had lawyers rolling their eyes at me. Judges, another continuance, 60 days. Yes, because mm -hmm. I know what the law is. Right. So, see, you have to read to understand, and most people didn't know. So, from what I learned, I was able to help other people save their homes. Right. And not only that, but once the Lord brings you out, he uses you for people <clears throat> to see Yes, she went through that. Yes, he went through mm -hmm. that. But look at what I'm doing now. Now, exactly. And you exactly. can't forget where you came from. You really can. So I'm always giving. Are people appreciative all the time? Mm. Mm, they'll <laughs> say they are, but their actions show different or sometimes the things they say or the way they treat you. Right. Right. But I have... A heart like Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And just help me to move on to who you would have me to yeah. be of assistance to next. And I'm not mad at anyone. You know, I had to let go of a lot of anger mm -hmm. and everything, but <clears throat> it, it served well. Yeah. And so yeah. here we are today. Your story, my story, here we are today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a humanitarian yeah. and a public figure. I never intended on being anything but just preaching the gospel. That's it. But look at what our father can do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's all his doing. I take no credit for anything. Right. And we and and, and we don't put limitations on what it is we believe God has for us, has for our life. You know, I, I, I'll tell you that that day sitting in the Korean restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, Eating whatever we we was eating. Oh, when we was at the, the Mongolian. Yeah, yeah uh, having the um, radio interview. And yeah. the more you eat, the more you ate mm -hmm. and talked, and to hear the the indecision in your voice that I don't know if I can do this, and, and God can tell me, say, yes, she can, yes, she can, and I was gonna push and push and look what, and look and not because anything it is to being used. Yeah. To not, nothing I did. I was just an instrument. You know, 
And but uh, so many of us, we have a word that the world needs to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people we perish for the lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. We really perish for the lack of good people. That's why I went to that law library because see, I wasn't gonna go down like so many people let them just take their homes mm -hmm. during the. Yeah. Uh, foreclosure crisis in 2007 yeah. and up further. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I said, the spirit prompted me, go find out your rights. Mm -hmm. And I was in the books like this. Okay. Under this law, it says I can say, I want my house back. And I go and say, I want my house back. That buy you 15 more days, you all. <laughs> oh, awesome. awesome. Our father is good. It really is. It really you know, is. so um before we wrap up i want you to tell me what do you think as a humanitarian because you're mm -hmm. always giving to people mm -hmm. what do you think we can do to help the mindset of our communities so they can become better well, you know, I, better people. I, I think one of the main things, one of the very first things is to, you know, in, in business, we always do what's called a marketing analysis. Mm -hmm. You go out and see what's in your community. You go out and see what the need is. And if you have a way of providing that need, it's just like asking questions. I, I try to find myself in that. That's why you see me everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because I go everywhere to, to look at opportunities, mm -hmm. to see where I may be able to fit in. I go to see where the puzzle is, what's the missing puzzle piece. And if I'm the piece that can connect that puzzle, make that puzzle look like it's supposed to look, that's what I do. You know, I, I don't turn down no, any opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and, and being as a, a salesperson, on radio and and you know I'm executive so salesperson. Um, I'm always selling. I go wherever I go. I carry my business card. You know, I try to be where there is a need, and even if there's not a need, maybe there's a need for me. You know, but it people will get out this mentality that it's me, 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 all about me. I need to get mine first. This is a us thing. You know. And, you know, you said um, if, um, one can chase a thousand, two could put ten thousand. Oh, you you touch the right person, and that will just trickle up and down, all over the place. And when I pray for people, evangelists, when I pray for people, I say, God, bless them the way you bless me. Yes, because because healing. Um, um, prosperity and all that—that's transferable. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. You touch the right person, and see, you touch people by look, teaching them what you learned about your house. Mm -hmm. That is transferable, and it is tangible. We need to start teaching our children how to save money, how to make money. There's this thing that we need to start doing. And don't wait till the last minute. Yeah. You know? Get an insurance policy get, on yourself. Yeah, get you an annuity. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm trying to do some things right now to my, my 30, soon to be 31 grandchildren mm -hmm. 
can have. Big Mind Entertainment will live forever because it's going to be transferable. Mm-hmm. That's what we got to do. And that's, and that's the key, I believe, um, to being a great humanitarian is having the heart for people, mm-hmm. you know, and not expecting anything. You know, my wife used to fuss. She said, man, you do all this stuff with people and, you know, they don't recognize you. They don't give you this, that, and the other. I said, you know, it is what it is, honey. And and then, see, people need to stop. I want people to stop doing that. Mm. Stop slighting people because some people aren't strong enough to come back from things like that. True. I was strong enough to come back from it because, see, when once you know who you are, and you know who you are, right. you know, then nobody could tell you different. That's what keeps you pushing. Yeah. I knew yeah. who I was. I knew what my purpose was. I know yeah. that I carry purpose and destiny. Right. Right. So no one, you can say whatever you want, <laughs> but it, it doesn't make it right. But it does About where it, it pertains to me or, right. you know, you may feel the same way. Right. Right. But I want people to stop slighting others because that's a... That puts people into a depression, and then depression plays on their mind, mm-hmm. and then that's how people become suicidal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and not everybody's as strong as I am, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I appreciate this. This has been life changing. Everything I do, everything, and all the experiences and stuff is always life changing, Pastor. There you go. I said it. There you go. <laughs> Y'all heard him. He's That's the round tree. <laughs> That's the round tree in the house. So look, Elder <laughs> Willie C. Brown in the house. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for today's segment. Um, see, this is season one, episode two. It has been my pleasure having W.C. Brown here on the show. Again, the man that is responsible for me and my voice being heard across the world on radio and as he mentioned it's transferable and it was it was transferable from him he he touched the right person and it mm-hmm. came to life you all mm-hmm. and you know and they just say if, if you want information about big mind send me go to big mind entertainment yes uh dot org uh also big mind entertainment at gmail.com uh there's um we we are, are promoting we've got uh, a great 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 podcast studio uh sks tv radio we are promoting yeah. that we are the marketing people for that um also we have some artists uh that we are uh, doing bookings for and we're promoting um living testimony singers is about to do their sweet 16 november 4th that. november yeah. 4th okay. uh at new beach grove that's gonna be great i've got another artist raven smith oh my god she's just a phenomenal scene. And then there's My Life Matters, the musical with the purpose, Prince Creek. Uh, we are available. Now we're doing the My Life Matters, the Pew Tour. Okay. We're taking it from theaters into the churches. So if you want to hit me up, hit me up at Big Mind Entertainment at gmail.com. Big Mind is all one word. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to hearing from you. Yes. Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to tell them about um, what you're doing? Uh, uh, the movie. Um, um, uh, Church Folk will be coming out uh, soon. We're still filming. Um, and I'm um, about to do something with the Stellar Awards and the Dove Awards. Uh, working on a uh, having the opportunity of being a community um, leader 
our liaison. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times we do too many things separate. You know, we mm -hmm. got the, the gospel. We got the, you know, and I'm planning a major concert uh, called Better Together. Okay. It's never been done. And uh, we've got the, I guess they have really called, you know, you get the black churches, white churches, or however you want to do it, gospel, CCM, all on the same stage. Wow. Mm -hmm. it'll, be, it'll be better together in quotations, a kingdom united. Yeah. We're working on that. So look look to all my events on my Facebook, um, HWC Brown or Big My Entertainment. Very important that we um, come together because it's too much separation in yes. ministry. We serve yes. one Father. One Lord, one God, one baptism, one faith. Yes. So yeah. that's it um, all for every... Oh. That's it for today, people. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, please tune back in next week. To Healing for Your Mind with Evangelist Robin Roundtree and company. And I want to leave you with a few words for the wise. Don't hesitate to give when you know that it can help someone else. Don't have a tight fist, but give. Amen.